Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check him out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line now open and about to be occupied and there's Stan already or yeah. Eric uh, 1-800-795-9565 is the or telephone both. number <laughs> you can email us at on the market or text us at 70236 include the keyword OTM want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company as Joe made clear last week it's a family owned dealership since 1915 4th Street Sunbury and routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf again find out more at sunburymotors.com they invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for your tires. They'll pump you up. And uh, they are open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. They also have an unmet need that you can help them with. They're looking for some entry-level workers, career changers, experienced technicians, folks looking for their first job, folks who already know everything about lining up a vehicle that are looking for to even work for a better company. This is an opportunity for you at the Sunbury Motor Company. they got lots of openings across the board. The quick lane, the light truck service, heavy truck service, body frame and alignment, towing departments, body shop, front shop, part shop, toy shop. Fortunately, they have a toy shop for me to spend some time when I go there. And they sell the Ford Bronco. they got a couple of two or three of these on the lot right now and a couple of more on the way. Of course, the uh, if you haven't driven it yet, this is the smaller Bronco, sort of the Bronco 2 of decades ago, but uh, nice fuel efficient. You can get uh, probably 25 miles a gallon on the highway. Probably be down in the teens in the city. But uh, yeah, this is a resurrected vehicle that's just so perfect. We got to drive one up here in the parking lot and uh, the four-cylinder ultra-efficient or you can buy the V6 turbo and that thing can climb over rocks. They did have one down there that had the lift kit already on it, so 30-inch tires and just a crazy off-road capability. Superb in every way. So check out the Ford Bronco. Just one of the many vehicles for sale of the Sunbury Motor Company. Did you see the big story this week about the um, election for the United States Senate here in Pennsylvania? Uh, I've seen several stories this Mr. week. Mr. Fetterman is walking back his call to free every convicted second-degree murderer. He thinks that they're, we've been too harsh on the second-degree murder people. Now, what's the truth about this? That's the truth. That's version. a story. So he wants to free second-degree all right. first, oh, brother, He says there are 1,200 1, 1, of them on in Pennsylvania jail. <laughs> who've been sentenced to life without possibility of parole. Oh, okay. Second-degree murderers, he life wants without them possibility. Out. He, wants them, he wants them to let right. them go. All right. Let's turn about 1,200 murderers loose yep. on the people of Pennsylvania. Whatever Great idea. <laughs> Great you, idea. Whatever you say, Dale. Thanks for calling in. All right. Let's it's a story. I'm not making that up. <laughs> he said it. Okay. I got you. All right. Sounds fabulous. All right. Let's go to the phones. You're excited about that, are you? <laughs> Stan, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning. 
How about those immigration, I mean those illegal immigration numbers? Over 2 million in fiscal year 2022, and it isn't over yet till the end of the month. Oh, is that true? It's going to get worse. Yeah, why don't you ask Stan what what weed he's smoking? Because he's he's quoting the truth too. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? And that's just the ones they caught. Now, how many gotaways we got going across the border gotaways. that we'd have no idea? <laughs> is that an official term? Immigration term? Gotaways. <laughs> gotaways. Yeah, now... yeah, they're the ones that never get have contact with the border patrol, but they have them on video. Going across the border, sneaking you know what, in, sneaking out. You know what you know, gets the me? Drug have you, cartels, mules. Have you seen the, uh, the coverage this morning of uh, Sheriff Salazar? Uh, he's starting an investigation into Ron DeSantis and uh, sending those people to uh, Martha's Vineyard. I love it. You know, they're not doing anything about these people <laughs> streaming across the border, but let's investigate. Hey, certain law breaking well, uh, we won't uh, stand Joe? for. Yep. Isn't there a jurisdiction issue with that? He's in Texas, DeSantis is in Florida. Where's the jurisdiction? Well, I don't know, but he's well, starting an investigation. Well, people probably originally came through Texas. Well, that's apparently the flights originated in Texas, and supposedly they went to Florida and then on to um, Martha's Vineyard. Well, listen, whoever's doing that in Texas, well, what is it, the DA, is probably wait doing the right thing. He probably did break laws in Texas, but it's also illegal to have a porous border. Right. If it's we're going to, ad- to have if the we're going aliens to there. address laws, <laughs> let's, I don't know, Enforce Address them all. All of them? Right. Good idea. <laughs> Boy, Mark Topia's picking up. <laughs> I, I have a question. We have a wall at the Mark Topia. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, DeSantis sent illegals to Martha's Vineyard, which I don't have a problem with. My question is, how did the illegals get to Florida? There is no, you know, coastal. They were they didn't come by the by boat. Uh, Florida doesn't border Mexico. So how did they get to Florida? Oh, probably because Biden flew them to Florida or bussed them to Florida in the middle of the night. Correct? No, I'm not am so I, or am I wrong in that? I think you're wrong in that. I think the flights were organized by Governor Abbott, and then they went to Florida. This is the supposition I'm hearing on the liberal media, and then that uh, oh, well. DeSantis uh, just <laughs> shined them right on to, to, uh, <laughs> to Martha's Vineyard. Well, uh, my understanding is that DeSantis gave them uh, uh, options. You know, he, we'll give you a free flight, though, and they told them where they were. They signed waivers agreeing to get on the flight, so they didn't. Get, they weren't kidnapped. No, and they gave they, them. They, they gave them maps of Martha's Vineyard. They provided them with phone numbers of the human services available to them in Martha's Vineyard and in Massachusetts. And where to find Obama's compound? Right. <laughs> right. Where to find Obama's house? Go right. knock on the gate here. You'll find that. So, so where, where's the issue? I don't. Have an issue with that you know this sheriff this sheriff has a uh, uh i think a real jurisdictional problem there he's in texas DeSantis is in florida and there's uh let me see louisiana mississippi alabama <laughs> and, and well, georgia then, well there's four to five states between them so i think he's really overstepping his bounds and then the mayor of new i don't york, care where the they came from originally the mayor of new york is saying that the the systems in that city are almost at the breaking point but you know he and he's worried about them shipping i think there were five more busloads of uh, immigrants arriving in New York yesterday. He's concerned about his systems being broken and overloaded, but doesn't care a thing about the poor people at the border states whose systems have already been broken and overloaded. Exactly. And that's where the hypocrisy of the left comes in. Because, you know, I, I and I don't, I think it was a city councilwoman or somebody in charge of the uh, benefits, human services, or whatever is in D.C. says, well, we're not a border state. We're not Texas when, when the illegals were showing up in D.C. 
So that shows right there that they have no concern about anybody but themselves. And it's time to close the border. Yeah, that's the bottom Close line. the border, this ends. Well, everybody agrees with that, except no, President Biden. Biden. Doesn't obviously <laughs> not, Mark. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, every rational person in America believes in that, but obviously not the president. But anyway, yeah, CBS says the Bexar County... Oh, hold on, we got an ad popped up. There we go. The Bexar County Sheriff's Office said it launched a probe into the operation, which it said transported migrants who had been housed at a shelter in San Antonio, Texas, first to Florida and subsequently to Martha's Vineyard. So there's your connection. They, uh, I'm not sure why they went to Florida in the first place, but that was a stepping stone well, in the, the way. Democratic, who, flew them to, who flew them to Florida? And the Democratic, uh, This story doesn't actually say. The probably Democratic the U.S. Mayor, government there. I mean, they're being distributed all over. There's a Democratic mayor there in San, is it San Antonio you're talking about? I think that was a, the Democratic mayor there has sent busloads to New York. Elsewhere, yeah, that's a separate operation. But, I mean, it's, it's a Democratic mayor who says, my city can't take this anymore, and he's sending them Well, out. I think you're going to find Democrats that say this is a terrible situation across the board. I, I don't think it's ideal to send them to Martha's Vineyard, but I, I do agree at some point everybody reaches a breaking point. They're fed up. You've got to do something. This is being about 90% successful in catching the attention of many Democrats in the U.S. that this is an actual issue. Unfortunately, it is not, doesn't seem to be phasing the president in any way because I just still don't see or any the action. Czar, the border czar doesn't seem to be affecting <laughs> her either. We're, we're czarless. Okay, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Bexar County Sheriff says the migrants were lured from the Migrant Resource Center located in Texas and flown to Florida where they were ultimately left to fend for themselves. But you know, it still doesn't say who sent them there. Who but not only them. that, when, when they left, there was now more room for more immigrants to take their place in that center. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Who, who lured them? Because I don't think Abbott would be sending them to Florida. So it wasn't, it wasn't the governor that sent them to Florida. Well, the it victims. had to have been the feds. Well, in a manner of speaking, they're victims of a political, uh, you know, what a uh, spectacle. But, you know, on the other hand, what's it going to take to get the administration and the, the U.S. to address this? Well, not, not only that, well, but take a look at the fact that the, the largest number of increase of people coming across the border from Cuba. Now, how are they getting there? They, well, why are they getting there? If they if they wanted to come to America, you would think there'd be a better way than coming across the Mexican border into the United States, unless the border is open, and then, oh, gee, that's the easiest way in. Yeah, well, didn't, didn't, there used to be a wet foot, dry foot policy, correct? If they got on land from boat from Cuba, they, they could stay. Mm. That was ended. Was it ended during Obama, or was it earlier now? I'm not sure. Don't know. Sorry, I can't help yeah, you on so that. The, the, so it was, it's shorter to go, okay. if you're going to go by boat, which they are from Cuba, wouldn't it be shorter to go to Florida than it would be to go over to Mexico? That's the way right. they used to do it with the Marielle boat lift and all the others. Yeah, that's <laughs> the right. way it used to be well, done. Thank you for your call. Stan, anything else to add quickly here? Yeah, Biden told us the pandemic is over, so rejoice. <laughs> Thank you. And now, yes, it's going to be interesting to see how he explains the fact that he says the pandemic is over when he used the pandemic to justify his executive action to forgive student loans. Well, and I also saw this morning in the newsroom, they, I didn't read the whole thing, but we got the first guidance for the distribution of the latest vaccine with the State Department of Health. I thought, isn't that funny? Why would they distribute a new vaccine <laughs> if the pandemic is over? Right. All right anyway. Uh, Eric, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. 
When you guys go to a restaurant, do you automatically take what the chef's special is or what the uh, the server is saying to you the chef would like you to eat that night? Or do you look at the menu? <clears throat> I've never had a waitress or a waiter suggest to me that the chef wants me to eat something. What? Oh, is that right? Oh, oh you never went never, to a restaurant never. where there's a special tonight? If I ask what's special or oh, I ask what, what, what the chef, what's good, then I get an answer to that now, question. Now, Joe has only eaten at McDonald's, so it is a limited <laughs> exposure. The chef has no well, there's special. McDonald's and Schmuck and Dam. Well, I, I mean, I've been to some restaurants where they suggest that, and sometimes it sounds, you know, perhaps too good to be true. And But I always look at the menu. I think look at the menu is, is a good idea. So taking that into a political vein, do you think um, just going in, in in November and pulling the uh, street party ticket is a good idea, or is that kind of a, uh, a lazy way out? Bad news Joe? for you. You can't do that anymore in Pennsylvania. There is no straight party balloting. Yeah, that's good. Oh, is that right? Yes, oh, that's, that's right. That's a change. That's a change. Okay. So, all along that vein, um, I like when, when you, we choose someone we like. And the latest poll... Uh, conducted by CBS News uh, just last week. Uh, interesting fact, uh, they among Republicans, how do we feel about Oz as a nominee? 64% of Republicans now stated they wish someone different had been nominated. Well, he's the least. While on the Democratic side, the Democrats, 77% believe or are glad that uh, Mr. Fetter was nominated. But that doesn't mean they're not going to vote for him in the fall. We see a lot of Republicans getting out of the undecided category saying that they are going to hold their, uh, this is Joe's phrase. No, hold, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say hold your nose and vote for all. No, for Joe has never said that. Joe has never said that. Right, for Mastriano um, or other people. Joe is, is able to breathe deeply as he's voting. There you go, Joe. I'm supporting you Thank today, you. so mark that down. Um, but, you know, as people, whole, as people come to realize Mr. Fetterman's really bizarre positions, like wanting every second-degree murderer to be freed from prison, anyway, uh, that's, the, that's the uh, truth. No, no, see, now you're missing up the facts. What no, he I'm said not. was he, he did, doesn't believe that a second-degree murder should be a, a conviction without the opportunity for parole. So everyone's going to be reviewed uh, to, to determine if they're paroled, and th that's a parole board's decision. Right, 99% that doesn't mean you automatically coming out of prison. So again, you and the Republican or whoever's doing those ads are twisting the facts. No, don't correct him. He's, what do you he, say about this that, is, this is, Don't even talk to him. He's, he's stuck on this <laughs> firmly held myth that that's what <laughs> Fetterman wants to do. Right, and everybody, here's what he said. Anybody this is with Fetterman. any this common sense. This is a sense. direct quote from Fetterman. I hope that it could lead to a conversation that would free close to 1,200 people of a legacy that never made sense. Never made sense in sentencing second-degree murderers to prison. Uh, that encompasses victims' input, encompasses their conduct and behavior in prison, it takes a look at the resources that are wasted. That's what he's calling the wa those wasted resources. There are 1,166 people incarcerated in the state serving life sentences without parole for second-degree murder. Now, do you, And he says, I will always want to err on the side of mercy. But what about mercy to the citizens of the Commonwealth who don't want prisoners released who have committed murder? Well, uh, he's suggesting... And again, Joe, it's up to the parole board. Yeah, whatever. All he's saying is to, to eliminate that part about not having the opportunity for parole. Right. 
and he's expressing he's his hope. Board. He's expressing his <laughs> hope that they are given an opportunity for mercy, as opposed to now where they can't get it at all. He certainly doesn't want every dangerous second-degree murderer freed. He's simply saying that having a review Absolutely would not. be appropriate for many people. But Joe, you read into it that which you all right. do. All right. So give give me an example, <laughs> either one of you, of a good second-degree murderer. Just give me a good example of what a what a good second-degree murderer is. Convicted. We know that people have been convicted of crimes, not that they're innocent, but they're, they're extenuating circumstances. But at the time, they're convicted by a jury of their peers uh, for a sentence, okay? So, so extenuating so let's circumstances. Say that a, a man catches his wife in, in um, adultery and an act of passion shoots the guy who is invading his his bedroom, right? And he's convicted back in the 50s of second degree murder because back then, boy, we are not, you know, that's, that's just, you know, that's, we're not tolerating that. And now he's been in jail 60 years. Uh, his wife's dead, all, all, you know, but he's still languishing in jail. And we're still paying for him. And he's 85 or 90 years old and we're paying for all his health care. Wow. And he is no longer any <laughs> any threat to society. Super I example. bet there aren't too so many. I have the opportunity, the opportunity <laughs> of a parole board to look at that. So of these, you're, 12, you're, of these 1,266 people that are incarcerated for this, they're all 85 and 90 year olds who caught their Joe, wife in bed with another man? you asked for an example and okay. you got one. You Don't asked reject for an example it. I gave it. But since it's my call, I will take some other uh, opportunity real quick. Uh, this poll also gets into, uh, let's see. Well, there's a road uh, rage. We, One of the guys do they represent are, change? Fetterman, 58%. Oz, 42%. Again, this is both both parties. Uh, do they handle themselves, how they handle themselves personally? 50-50, you know? Okay. Uh, do they have the right experience? 56% to 24%. Uh, has Oz been in Pennsylvania long enough to understand the issue? 67% say no. And again, this is both parties speaking here. And I will also share that Mr. Fetterman also continues to hold a 5% lead in the polls. But my point was, um, you know, Will you vote for someone just because the Republican Party has nominated them, or will you look at the candidate? <laughs> well, you're voting you know for what? somebody just because. I want to look at the menu. You're... I want to check all the 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 possibilities, the entrees. I have never voted voted a straight ticket in my life. I have often voted when there was an appropriate candidate. I vote Republican, especially president, many times in the past. Name a Republican you voted case, for. Yeah, no. name a Republican you voted for. One example. Yeah, well, it's some... Reagan twice, Bush several times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Bush? Uh, Which not Bush? anyone in the last two elections. I can guarantee you that. I can see a Charlotte <laughs> one. I, I see one. So thank you, guys. I'm yeah. probably able to set my time. I won't go as thank long you. as Stan did today, but thank you very much for the opportunity to comment. Thank you. You're did you vote welcome, for Mitt Eric. Romney? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. All right, thanks for calling in. All right, we got two angry men on the, on the line earlier, so we'll take uh, your comers. First, primarily talking about immigration. Second, uh, talking about the uh, second-degree murder yes, Mercy review. for these 85-, 90-year-old men who are in, in prison. Well, for, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, what's wrong with a review? Why is that such a tragic thing if the cases are reviewed? Because it's blanket. He's not saying. He's saying that there are uh, reasons, compelling reasons, to let these people out on merciful 
painful grounds. Right. How much so mercy did they show to their victims? They didn't show any mercy to their victims. Well, is, but why was the parole board suddenly unable to consider that? Because he's appointed people to the parole board who feel as he does. <laughs> he stacked it with liberals. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> False. All right. True, to be true, right. true. Who true. are the people on the parole board and who appointed them and which are the liberals? Let's hear the facts. All right. We would invite you to participate in our conversation, folks. While Joe looks that up, we would just love to hear from you on this topic. We have John Fetterman interested in reviewing the second-degree murder, life without parole convictions of uh, 1,200 individuals in Pennsylvania if he gets to be governor. Of course, he would suggest to the parole board how he feels about this, and he sounds like he very much leans on the merciful side. But uh, parole boards, prosecutors, DAs, and others have their say in these kind of things, too. So we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Now launched into the fact-based portion of our broadcast today. Joe leans back and Cindy steps forward. And Cindy, thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, the previous caller made the comment that if we keep these people in prison, these murderers, convicted murderers, that we will have to continue to pay for their health care. And I'm wondering, how does he think they get health care once they're released? Well, they're put on welfare and or on Medicare, or both, Medicare and Medicaid, and guess who pays for that? The taxpayers. The taxpayer. <laughs> so that's just the silliest argument I've ever heard. Wait, and I hear them doing this all the time. Well, you know, then we won't have to pay for them on this column. No, but you're going to pay for them on column, the next column over. You remain, They remain a burden to the taxpayer no matter where they are. So what's the difference? Well, they can't murder anybody in the general public if they're still confined in prison. That's the difference. Is there any scenario at concerned. all whatsoever where those uh, suppositions are untrue, where they're not immediately going to go on Medicaid, they may go on Medicare if they're uh, of the proper age, or where they are not, where they wouldn't uh, murder anyone else? Are there any scenarios at all possible where that wouldn't be true? It's hard for me to imagine, Mark, if you've been incarcerated for 20 or 30 years, when have you accumulated any wealth in which in your 70s, 80s, and 90s you're going to support yourself independent of the public dollar? And none of these 1,200 have any family who will help them? 
I have no idea. Ah, I'm key just word, saying, key words, it's pretty thank hard you. for yes, me. Very so you're well going said. for the one or two. <laughs> you know, I, I have a convicted murderer in my family, slaughtered fellow family members, and I wouldn't give him a penny. Ever. Ever. He hacked his parents to death. I would never do a thing to help this man. Gotcha. And he should remain in prison for the rest of his life because he, def he is the definition of danger to his neighbors. Stay there with That's his That's how peers. I see it. Now, in a different question, I'm just wondering. So we know that they've, the Biden administration has allowed about 4 million people to cross the southern border under the guise of legality. And we also know that every year we admit one million people from around the world legally into our country. And we also know that last August we brought in about 100,000 people from Afghanistan. And we also know that we're giving a fast pass, if you will pardon that phrase, borrow that phrase, to people from the Ukraine. So my question is this, what is the limit to the number of people that we can uh, care for and absorb in our society and be responsible to the people who are already here. <laughs> a you long know, time ago. That's an excellent point. And this morning I heard a news story saying that that's exactly what China's hoping to accomplish. That we spend so much of our resources doing things that don't matter that we bankrupt ourselves and they become the world's superpower. And that's a sobering thought and it's one that deserves consideration. I don't understand <clears throat> why why we have taken this posture. I truly don't that if you can get to the border, you can come into the country without any question. I don't understand that posture at all. I, you know, when I was in high school, we had this exercise we did in one class about a boat, and there were only so many people that would fit in the boat. So, and you had to choose who was saved and who was not in this exercise, which, of course, created, presented a lot of ethical dilemmas, right? Um, and I said... <laughs> At the time, I would opt for younger people rather than older people because they might have more to contribute and they haven't enjoyed the, their life kind of a thing. We aren't even <laughs> considering that. We're just allowing anybody uh, without intervention to come into this country. And then, and I predicted this last week, I, I feel like I'm some kind of soothsayer at this point. Last week I called in and I said that what they're going to do is they're going to turn around and say to us, OMG, the poverty rate has gone up in this country. OMG, OMG. Well, no wonder you imported millions of poor people. Why would this be such a surprise? We have five million extras on board. All right, thank you so much, Cindy. Feel free to thank call you. back if Thanks, you need more time. Much appreciated. Told you we'd have a finding effect. Give me your tired, your poor. Give me your tired and well off because that's what we can't afford right now. <laughs> Give me your tired, your poor. Oh, just give me everybody. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 
with 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On The Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me. I am indeed. Yep. On The Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Uh, you have to include the keyword OTM, and then you have 150 characters left. So don't overtype, or we, we won't get the end of your message. We do have a half a dozen uh, texts, so we'll get to those. We have one email. we got one caller waiting, so we'll expedite the headlines. WHTM-TV gave us this particular story. They say the battle over abortion care came to Harrisburg Monday with the March for Life and Rally at the state capitol. An estimated 5,000 people were at the rally in March celebrating the U.S. Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. Bethany Lane, a student from Huntington, PA, said, I almost cried when I heard the news. I was so happy. She and her classmates were at the rally from the Calvary Christian Academy. She says the issue also goes beyond unborn children. We should support them after they are born as well. Pro-life activists include the House Speaker Brian Cutler from Harrisburg, who said, we cannot take our momentum for granted. This is not the time to let up. Abortion is still legal in Pennsylvania, but speakers at the rally encourage people to vote for anti-abortion candidates in November, including Republican gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano and U.S. Senate candidate Dr. Oz. Uh, Canadian Olympic medalist and current Lewisburg resident will be the keynote speaker at the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce annual meeting next month. Our theme for the meeting is strength through knowledge. So I'll be talking a lot about getting to know yourself and utilizing your superpowers and leaning on the others around you. But mindset will definitely be pulled into that. Joey Lyon. Team Softball Canada. She'll speak October 27th. You can hear her full inspirational interview on the WKOK podcast page. Well, not inspirational interview, inspirational answers. Bad questions, but good answers. Northumberland County's DA is warning of a recent lottery scam. A little bit unusual. DA Tony Matalevich says the scammer sends the recipient a letter saying they want a significant amount of money, and it includes a check payable to you to get it started. Uh, you cash the check and have to send a little bit back as a processing fee, but guess what? The initial check is worthless. That's a scam. With less than two months before the crucial general election, Democrats in the state house are pushing for some legislation which they say would make our elections more reliable and easier to count absentee ballots ahead of time. Under current law, poll workers aren't allowed to touch mail-in ballots until election day, which means the process of counting them will take longer. A bill before the house would allow the workers to remove the ballots from their two envelopes before Election Day, a process known as pre-canvassing. Representative Ryan Bizarro says Republicans who control the House and Senate are to blame for not calling this bill up for a vote. The House and Senate Democrats were on board. The governor was on board. But our colleagues on the other side of the aisle who control the legislative agenda and have 
controlled the legislative agenda for the better part of 30 years? No, not so fast. They didn't want to move it. Bizarro says county officials across Pennsylvania from both parties also want this bill enacted to make things go much smoother on Election Day. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And one other note, gasoline prices haven't been this low in six months. Gas prices are back where they were last March. AAA says the national average for a regular gallon of gasoline dropped to $3.67 Monday morning. That is a heck of a lot better than the peak price of over $5 a gallon nationally back in June. So thank you, President Biden. Much appreciated. All right. (laughs) What, you don't think he helped? No, I don't. You said he was responsible for the prices going up. No, he claimed no responsibility for going up. up. No responsibility going down. Okay, I gotcha. I know. Yeah, I have no idea. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Got open phones. Joe, there's an email right in the middle. Right. says, I have read that Venezuela is releasing prisoners to trek here to the border. Anything on your end? Hadn't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised if these countries, you know, were trying to get rid of their problem by foisting it on us. <laughs> Would yeah, you? But who knows? 1-800-795-9565. If they're seeking asylum, they're supposed to stop at the first country along the way. Where they're safe. I don't understand geography very, very well, but I know Venezuela. <laughs> the places. U.S. isn't next. Right. It isn't. <laughs> all Not right. at all. 1-800-795-9565. Thank you for the email. We'll take more comers at on the WKOK.com. Dale, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, I just want to talk about white-collar crimes because I think that's the crux of the whole problem. And I say, you know, I think we need a vote for a dictator for four years only. This way we can lock up all of them. I'm talking the FBI, the media. Do the media ever answer anybody's questions or do they just keep pumping stuff in your ear? We just keep pumping stuff in your ear. Yeah, we can't answer yeah. that yeah. question. Yeah, I'm just telling you, like, the top of the hour, do they ever answer any of your questions? Are they part of the pyramid scheme, just like the FBI? Because I think the pyramid's about to collapse. I think you might have probably probably two callers. I'm glad you only have two callers, because most of the people know it's nonsense, everything you guys are throwing out. So I just want to say, I think we should vote for a dictator for four years. This way we can just cut the head off the so snake. So these other people that call in here, they're just the same two people using different voices? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I don't know, but I just... What about white-collar crimes? Don't you think that's the crux of the problem? Why don't you guys concentrate on that? How like do we con- what kind of concentration should we give it? Tell us what we should do From now on to expose white-collar crime. Like, like just crime don't, don't concentrate on that pigeon food. I mean, you're, you're just constantly feeding the pigeon. That's all you guys do. That's all you do. I mean, they they gob, they want to call you more than and, top and of the hour. What? They want to call you. You're doing the same thing right now yourself, spouting opinions. I just want to say, white collar crimes. If we elect a dictator for four years, we had one, and let them lock them up, hang the hang them, and get them out of here. I think hang the em. pyramid scheme will collapse. You understand that more the bigger the pyramid, they, they just keep on filling lies and lies. It's going to cost you more money. Okay. Yes, food prices are never going down did I understand, until we break that pyramid. Did I understand you correctly? You say we should elect this dictator and then hang him? Yeah, I, no, I said let <laughs> we should elect China and let China, uh, we should uh, all vote for CCP. No. And let, let them we had a dictator for all four our years, but we voted Everybody off. who ran for office the last 20 years should get 
their their wages garnished and put prison. Well, it's a he's got a point a there. He does. Some deficit spending is it's a bad a, thing. Yep, I agree. What about white power crime? You guys are not going to mention you. You're scared of it. These guys are petrified because you're part of the media. You're part of the pyramid. Oh, mm-hmm. We it. can't let you say that, Dale. We're scared. You're, you're going to get us in trouble. Your job is to feed the pigeon. That's all feed your job pigeon. is. Right. Stick, <laughs> stick to, do your job. Do your job. That's all I got to tell you. I'm in at Cadobos. We're feeding, feeding those pigeons. Right and left. Hope we got hung up on. Exclamation well. point. <laughs> I feed the pig at Canobos. You hold a piece of a napkin or something about a foot from its mouth and it sucks it in. Oh, really? Yeah. No, you've never that. seen the pig. It's the, no. It's really the only reason I go to Canobos. <laughs> I, I have a lot of pig. other reasons to go to Canobos besides feeding what's the pig. The other, oh, the federal government has save, save money campaign to feed the pig. Well, Maybe I'm not feed certain your piggy bank. What white collar crime has to do with hiring China? Did he ever make it clear what it is we should hire China to, to do? Run the U.S. To run the U.S. Straighten okay. out the FBI and the media. Okay, and we're afraid to talk about white-collar crime because mm-hmm. why? Why do you say we're afraid? Well, we're to involved in it. We're part of the pyramid. Oh, okay, part of the pyramid. The pyramid okay. Because with the pigeons. The pigeons, right. And a, Remember, a pyramid <laughs> can only hold one pigeon at the top. So well, that's, that's true. Where, that's where the dictator The goal goes. is to be the top pigeon. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All because right. Because let's face it, whatever that pigeon does goes downward. One of our listeners says, stop making fun of people with mental health problems. Well, I don't believe Dale has one I don't of think so either. <laughs> I, maybe he thinks Dale's making fun of us. He may be. So don't let Dale on. All right, well, that's we can't do that either. All right, you see a slew of texts? I do, I do. And we invite your calls at 1-800-795-9565. Oh, um, Mark, Biden claims no responsibility for gas price hikes, so he has de- zero responsibility for decreases. I agree with that. If you, okay. don't, if you didn't do anything about it going up... Now, when we were tapping the National Reserve, did that help at all? Well, for a few days. Okay. <laughs> Just asking. For a few days. Uh, let's see. Abortion is not care. It's murder. And, Cindy, you don't understand why the border is open because you are a rational a rational person and follow the law. The administration is neither. Mark, you don't know if convicted murderers have family to help them, but we do know that the taxpayers will be on the hook either way. And then if a convicted murderer is 80 or 90 years old and released, they will remain on public assistance if they get out. Keep them in prison. Cheaper to maintain them there, wouldn't you think? Uh, no, no, it's cost more in prison. But in any event, uh, okay. Cindy has a concern about uh, recidivism, which is the parole board will have their work cut out for them. All right. Eric, those murderers probably used a gun to commit the murder, but you're okay with them being released by Fetterman. All I need to know about you. And let's see. So the parole board has the final choice to release murderers, the same board that has a convicted cop killer supporting on it, supporter on it. It will pass, or I'll, I'll pass, pass on Fetterman. Fetterman. Yes, he just just appointed this guy who supports Muammar Abu Jamal, <laughs> and uh, Jamal's uh, the, the murdered a Philadelphia police officer and whose widow is outraged by this appointment to the parole board. And Eric, I can hold my nose and vote Oz because to vote Democrat would be furthering the destruction of America. And wow, Eric goes to the snobby restaurants. How revealing. Oh, the snobby <laughs> restaurants. I think every restaurant tells you the specials. But, anyway. only if it but not only McDonald's. Grand. You're right. You're 100% <laughs> right. All right, we got a fabulous email. got one caller coming in. Uh, Joe, if you would uh, read this. From Doug. He says, DeSantis' move of flying the illegals to Martha's Vineyard was genius because it defines liberalism to a T. They are so worried about climate change destroying our 
planet, yet they live on the ocean front. They love open borders while removing every illegal from their island. They preach diversity while living in a gated community that's 98% white. This really exposes what frauds these leftist politicians truly are. Says Doug. Says Doug. All right. And Doug's right. Which part? All of it. <laughs> oh, that it was genius to do that. Well, it certainly has uh, been successful. I'm not sure genius is the right word, but it certainly was successful. It's the definitely other, the, the other most media, talked about story the in the U.S. The other media right wasn't now. even talking about it until they did right. this. Nope, it's, now it's all of a sudden it's effective. on the front burner, and it's horrible what these terrible Republicans are doing to these poor, poor illegal immigrants who've come across our border in search of a better life and freedom from oppression. All right. They love open borders. You mean these are people that stay at your house, B-O-A-R-D-E-R? Well, not if you're in Martha's Vineyard. They aren't they're, your they're borders. They're open borders. Okay, these are your new borders from Those Venezuela. Those are B-O-R-D-E-R-S, All not right. B-O-A-R-D. All right, 1-800. Actually, uh, Martha's Vineyard is not gated. <laughs> you just have to fly to get there. You think Barack Obama doesn't have a gate around his compound? I do not know. But on the other hand, either do you. So I'm saying he does. <laughs> I'm, well, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, you, you're, you're violating the one rule you taught me 37 years ago. Know what you don't know. And you don't know. But you're willing. And to I know I don't know. <laughs> right. But I'm willing to speculate. <laughs> right. There you go. Because you know what we do here in the media. Yeah, speculate. <laughs> we offer. For opinions. <laughs> right, and ride the pyramid top. Right. right. Dan, Get thank you for your patience before he today. does anything. <laughs> yep. Hey, good morning, guys. We, well, Joe, you brought up China, there, and you're, you're right. They want to destroy us through the economy. They want to rule us that way. They're not interested in a shootout fight, and that's exactly what they're working towards. And they know they can beat us that way, and they're certainly doing a good job with it. And our president, at, on his, at, on 60 Minutes, he said he would he'd go to Taiwan. It sounded like he'd put troops on Taiwan to defend Taiwan. Well, that, that that's not going to happen. You know, China can run that, they can blockade Taiwan, and there's not much we'll do about it. So China's working towards ruling the world through the economy, and uh, that's how they're going to do it. And according, again, to Scripture, there's not going to be no shootout, blow-up war before the Antichrist comes on in person. So this is what will happen. No rulers by the economy. And they're buying land here in the United States, and they're buying corporations. And I don't know if this is true. You gentlemen might know. I was told a couple times that China bought into Hershey food products. Do you know if that's true? Never heard of that one. Well, but it is a publicly traded company. Yeah, they, they have could the have stock in it. People, people who are Chinese would have the opportunity to do so. But that yeah, doesn't, mean they doesn't mean they control it or have a controlling interest in it. No, but I heard, I, you know, but in other words, they're trying to get hold of our economy any way they can. And they're fairly successful at it 
and they'll have us pretty, you know, gradually, I think they will have us, them and in Russia, remember, they wanted to control us. Khrushchev said, you know, he wanted to, he'll rule, yeah. He said, we will bury you. He said, we will bury yeah, you. Yeah, he, he's going to bury us, but they never did <laughs> because their economy just, it was terrible, and it still is. And people took that to bury us through military but I don't think he meant that way. I think he meant through the economy, too, by having so many satellite countries under him. One of the, there, Dan, there was, a, there was a congressman on TV this morning. I forget who he was. But he made a very astute observation. He said, we've become drunk on Chinese money, and we need to get, off the wag get on the wagon. I agree with him. Yeah, I do, too. And you know the problem is... It points out with our politicians, McConnell, they're all invested in China. They're, oh, that's the problem. Nobody more so than I Biden. Think, Nobody more so than Biden. Yeah, Biden, all of them. And that's why I stick up for Trump all the time, because money couldn't control him. He was his own man, and most other, most... All other politicians are controlled by money and by the Chinese money, but Trump wasn't. And that's why I had great confidence in Trump, because no one could tell him what to say or think or do. And it's unfortunate we're at that place, but, but we are, and China will rule is someday I I think but anyway you know that another thing you brought up was in elections and they took away the straight ticket well in the last two or so elections the only way I could vote responsibly was vote Republican but they, they took away the straight vote, which don't matter. You go back over your vote anyway, even if you vote a straight ticket, you double check it, at least here in Union County. So it didn't really change that much. I, it, I don't think it's going to change the way people vote that much anyway. But they took away an option that we could use at times, so... So, okay. Fair enough. All right, we got you. Thank Thanks, you so Dan. much, Dan. Appreciate your call. Yep, you guys have a good one. Hey, hey, you, you too, too buddy. sir. Thank you. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five on the topic of China and Hershey. Oh, I forgot about this one, but it's true. The majority stockholder in Hershey Foods is the Milton Hershey School. Yeah, according to uh, Money.com, the top stockholder is the Vanguard Group Incorporated. But you don't know for whom they are working. They could be working. Well, they're for mutual them. funds. Vanguards are funds. Right. They buy a lot of stocks. Thank you. I'm aware of that. But what about who is uh, Milton Hershey School? 
school one of their clients. They have a 9% stake in Hershey because of uh, the 13 million shares that they own. Next is Manulife Investment, then BlackRock Fund Advisors. No, at no point on this list is the actual Milton Hershey School itself, so they are working through one of these good investment organizations. And my question is, which one? Well, would, if, well, if, if they own the majority stock, it would have to be Vanguard because they have 9%. I had Vanguard funds at one time. You know, now so. look at you. You're a long billionaire. <laughs> There's no, an endorsement, I'm saying, folks. You don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you could look at the prospectus and find out everything they've invested in, but you can't look at the prospectus and see who else buys Vanguard funds. Right. And it could be it could all be Chinese. It could be could be anybody. It could be Hershey people. But in any event, uh, China it must, well, they could own majority, or they could own any stocks because of, the, by investing through any of these companies. Right. Money.com. One of our other listeners says, DeSantis and Abbott have fully exposed the lies and hypocrisy of the Democrats' open borders crowd. They support, not in my backyard. And you want me to continue? Sure. <laughs> okay. Martha's Vineyard isn't gated, but it is moated. The moated. only way onto the island is by boat or plane. <laughs> it's moated. <laughs> moated. But thanks to climate change, it's going to be demoted. But there are no alligators in the moat, are there? <laughs> no, not that we know, but there are sharks. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Call us immediately. Email us immediately at onthemarket.wkok.com. And text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a hand. Handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Business says the Milton Hershey School Trust is currently the largest shareholder with 29% of shares outstanding. The second and third largest shareholders are BlackRock Incorporated and the Vanguard Group with an equal amount each of shares at about 6.6%. Then you go down the list and it has more, but the Milton Hershey School Trust is the biggest that's shareholder. That's always been that case. That's the way Milton Hershey set it up. Hershey stock's still a good performer out oh, there? Oh, yeah, that's okay. a good performer. All right. 1-800-795-9565. got two callers waiting and one, one on the way. We continue to enjoy a, the factual portion of our broadcast day, so it only makes sense that Chris would call in. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. I thought it was fact-free today. I oh, must no, have missed something. It's, this is the factual portion of the day with Cindy and then you. Uh, oh, uh, well, the majority shareholder in Hershey certainly owns more than 10%. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's 29%. At least unless you change definitions on me somewhere along the way. 29% says Yahoo Finance. <laughs> that doesn't make them the majority. 
makes them the majority stockholder. It's not a majority. Plurality, maybe, but not majority, correct? The largest single shareholder. The majority of the stock, of stock that uh, people who own stock, the majority stockholder is them, but they don't own the majority of the stock. No, they only own 20%. Oh, they're the major stockholder. Right. All right. Thank you. And uh, Biden is invested in China more than anybody else. Where'd you come up with that nonsense? Well, the m- amount of How money. How do you even mean that? The amount of money he and his family get out of China. Oh, oh! Now you're you're adding family to it, right? Okay. So and what? there's only one family member that gets money out of China, or are there two of them? No, there's more than that. Ten percent for the big guy. Oh, you don't know who the big guy is. No. So, well, I don't think, I thought I don't you were the Donald big guy, Trump. actually, because that's how you Trump. act. It's Joe, not Donald Trump. Joe, you're messing up the factual portion <laughs> of the day. Come on. <laughs> well, it's it's all nonsense about that. Nobody's invested in China more than the McConnell family. And... And uh, how about Nancy Pelosi's husband? He may be invested in there. No, he's in U.S. stocks exclusively. Well, wherever he can get insider information from Nancy, that's well, where he invests. Well, yeah, but you another yeah, yeah. Just shoot your mouth off, Joe. You're not making. You have no evidence, no facts. But when it comes to Trump, it's well, nothing's been proven. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> hey, it's gibberish, Trump. Oh, jeez, Joe. Now you you so you don't think that Nancy Pelosi gives her husband insider tips that this is all just coincidence? I think he's a very smart man who probably figures out things on his own. Yeah, with a little help from his wife. Well, it... But whatever, Chris, you can't answer that. There's no factual yeah, answer I to mean, this. Come on. Uh, well, I asked what he thought. I didn't ask him for facts. You're a little more like Trump in that you just make things up that you want to be yeah, true. Exactly. And you have no evidence you, at all for it. I ask you if you thought it was just coincidence. I, that's asking your opinion. I'm I don't think it's. I think it's. A, he's a he's a very skillful tra- stock buyer. It didn't take brains to figure out to buy certain things that he did. And he did, wasn't doing it right when it was being discussed or after it became knowledge in a committee. When you look at it, it didn't happen exactly boom, day A, day B. And you look at the senators and Republican representatives who are doing it, and it's go to meeting, buy when you come out. Telephone a relative to buy when you come out. So find the telephone call traces and follow that. Well, where are they? Where's another, the Where's another, the another thing is uh, this uh, whole sending sending people to Martha's Vineyard, proving Democrats are hypocrites somehow, or at least rich Democrats are hypocrites somehow. I wonder how that compares to the rich Republicans. How many are in gated? Mc- mc- communities down in Texas and Florida. How many does Trump have there, except for the illegal workers he yeah, has? The Republicans, the Republicans aren't claiming to be sanctuary providers to these people. The Democrats are. No, yes. they aren't. Yes, they are. They live in sanctuary sanctuary center in uh, Martha's Vineyard, I wonder. They, they live in sanctuary jurisdictions. They must support I don't it? think they do. No, yes, they do. It's an no, entire state stuff of up. Massachusetts a sanctuary? Yes, it is. Sanctuary state. All, all the counties. 
Well, the state uh, the state is. So does that encompass counties? I don't know. The Republicans, uh, the governor is Republican. Last I heard, yeah. I'll figure that one out. Well, doesn't mean he controls the legislature. <laughs> okay, well, he doesn't exactly. control the legislature. And you, hey, you know what else about this? Uh, you know what else? This uh, who else pulled this this gimmick of sending people? Who? Hello? Yeah, yep, we're you're listening. Here. Oh, okay. In 1962, the segregationists in the South sent blacks to Martha's Vineyard, and it's the same stupid trick they're pulling, except they're doing it nasty to people who have no control, no power. They apparently promised them jobs and job trainings and all sorts of things, the wonderful things they were going to get when they moved there. And they paid them to do it and and to coerce them into doing it when they didn't know what they were doing or what the situation was. And let's play this trick on people who've come into this country trying to find a better life. Yes. Don't you, Chris, let's have a serious discussion for a second. You look at these people coming across the border, and they, they are supposedly here for a better life. Uh, they are here seeking sanctuary. And if you have a community that says, we welcome people, they, they will be protected here, they will be guided here, why is it wrong to send them to those places when your municipality doesn't say and that why and did isn't they set up for Martha's Vineyard? Because it's a part of Massachusetts. And why did they lie to them? And why did they trade troops, move them from Texas to Florida to Martha's Vineyard. You're believing that they lied to think? it. Why do you think? Let me ask you and this you question. Think, and you, uh, let's let me talk, ask, we were let talking me ask you about the people and what this trick was doing. Let me ask you this question. If it was a trick, you know, if if it was a trick, uh, and I don't think it is, I don't think there's evidence yet to prove that, despite the sheriff's oh, yeah, investigation. Yeah, well, well, yeah, just like Biden. Huh? Despite there's the sheriff's no investigation. But Use your else, head, Joe. Use your head. I, well, you know, you never want to listen to anybody else, Chris. I What's will. The point? Listen, no, never go mind. ahead. Go ahead. Have a nice ask day. Ask me this question. Ask me your question. Have a nice day. Come on, Ask Joe. me your question. All right. I guess we're at an impasse. Chris, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Tell Joe to ask me a question. Get he's off not the going to. Ask the damn question. You've irritated him, and he's not going to. So. Oh, good. Is he going to shut up the whole rest of the show, please? <laughs> no. Shut you up take again, over, yeah. Mark. Show him who's boss. All right, moving on. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right. Sure. Had a good time. I hope you did, too. Bye. Oh, thank you. All right, 1-800-795-9565. This is the factual portion of our broadcast day. We will be right back. more facts. Now, now, there, you said this was the fact-based program, part of the program. There's a fact, Joe. China actually is heavily invested in Biden. Okay. Right. Right. Another listener says, correct, Chris, you are fact-free. <laughs> right. All right. And then, Mark, do you really think rich folk would buy oceanfront property if they knew it was going to be washed away because of climate change? No. No, but they can afford to elevate their homes, which is what they've done. Or in a lot of homes, like in the Hamptons and the Martha's Vineyard, are way out of the floodplain. So they, you know, it's, they're still st- safe for rich people, Republicans <laughs> included. And uh, Democrats. Right. Yeah, the rich, wealthy rich Democrats. people in general. If you had a house in the floodplain, would you elevate it if you I were rich? I probably would if I had the money to do it. Right. Yeah. If you are rich, you do so. All right. Lance, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, thanks for the heads up on uh, Muggy's Breakfast. I appreciate that. Oh, did you go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. I These did. are uh, um, 
sort of nonpartisan breakfast uh, full discussions with conservatives and Democrats in Lewisburg uh, occasionally. All right. We need more. We need more of them whole way across the country. Okay. We ought to really start a uh, movement for it. I agree, 100. percent I will be at every one. I love bacon. So anyway, go okay. ahead. Well, um, anyway, back we were talking about uh, the prisons and how much they cost and all that. Well, actually, it was a very, very good investment because uh, back in the uh, oh, early 90s, our murder rate was over, over 10 per 100,000. And in the next 20 years, it had dropped to actually a little bit below five. Okay? And then we started to uh, be really kind to criminals. And, well, now we're I think we're a little over eight per 100,000. Now, it wasn't so much that keeping the person in jail kept the recidivism rate down. It was the deterrent effect to others who were bent on a life of crime. When they looked and saw that, well, boy, this crime really didn't pay for that guy, did it? Well, then they didn't commit the crime. It just seems to me that that's the way it was. And uh, that was a very good investment. Think of all the lives that were saved. Thousands and thousands of lives every year. Simply because these folks were uh, put in prison. So... It's just my idea. Well, the whole idea behind prison is if you can't survive in free society without being a danger or a menace to your fellow citizens, you don't deserve to be roaming the streets. Is that, a, yep. is that an alien concept? Uh, may, maybe it is to Mr. Fetterman, but not to the rest of us. No, see, that's another, that's a liberal concept, which, like most liberal concepts, is very flawed right from the get-go. <laughs> the conservatives own As Mark said, ideal. this is the fact-based portion <laughs> right. of the program. <laughs> <laughs> that was the alarm going off. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, and to think otherwise, I mean, it's really uh, quite, uh, well, stupid. I mean, it's not uh, just that it. All right. It's kind of an idea I uh, was thinking about. But well, look, I don't like to characterize anybody as being stupid. Yeah, I, don't I, can't call argue people, that. I don't call people no, names no, not, on this show, I'm despite not. being called names myself on a fairly regular shut basis. Up. Thank you, right? Shut or, up, or or our garbage, up. right? Mm. But seriously, no. I mean, if, if Mr. Fetterman honestly believes there are people who are wrongfully long-term incarcerated, that's fine. I, don't, I, I think maybe that's a discussion we could have. But it's got to be on a case-by-case -case basis. You can't just say right. there are 1,200 people there, let's let them all out. You got that right 100%, sir. I wonder if his, uh, he and the governor's pardon of low-level marijuana convictions is blanket or if they're going to be scrutinized and screened. Well, here, here's the deal on that. A lot of those uh, people who are in jail supposedly for low-level crime were plea bargained down from some uh, huge amount of crime they committed. That is very true. So like you're talking, it has to be a case-by-case-by-case case by case basis. Right, and his criteria, his little form says, have you ever been charged with greater crimes and bigger felonies or violent charges? It doesn't have anything to do with being convicted or tried. It's have you ever been charged at all? So like even like if you, like like you're saying, if you pleaded down like in an armed robbery, you had some pot on you and some crazy DA decided like you were in Philadelphia and you only went to jail for the pot, you wouldn't be eligible because you've been charged even though you were never convicted of it. Oh, okay. Well, if we're doing that, why uh, 
it was de- that's de- a definite plus to uh, you know do what they want to do with the uh, marijuana. But that doesn't make sense. Charge. If you're charged with something, what's the adjudication of that, or what's the result of that charge? Well, it just in his particular case this form that the governor's office came up with, it just sends you to greater scrutiny. It doesn't mean that you won't get out because of your lesser conviction on no, pot charges. No, were you charged with anything greater? Well, if you were charged, there had to be some action as the result right. of that. Were the charges dropped? If they were dropped for lack of evidence, you well, shouldn't you be held responsible for right. that. It just means you're going to undergo greater scrutiny. It doesn't mean that it won't work for you, okay. this idea of getting out. I mean, that's what the form says. And you have until the end of the month, Joe, to get your marijuana conviction ousted <laughs> since Joe's high so often. Anyway, Lance, we'll give you the last word, Joe, right ahead. Buddy, people might believe you. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> you're the one that started out acting like you were on pot some days. When? Oh, gosh. You know, the, Me? The, yeah, the marijuana has affected your memory. They say pot hurts your memory, so there you go. Well, that's the, Obviously, it's affected yours. <laughs> it's affected yours. Wow, man. Hi, I'm Joe hey, McGranahan. There you go. It's all coming back to you now, isn't it? Yeah, man. Okay, there we go. Now. He's having a flashback. And Lance, go right ahead before it, while Joe remembers it. <laughs> no, except that, uh, again, I'd like to say that uh, we need some more mugging breakfast. Oh, yeah, really I do. agree. Yeah, but get everybody's got a ranger involved. Because, you know, when you can sit across from uh, somebody who is totally, completely, diametrically, um, different from what the way that you think and then can still do things for that person and with that person uh, it has a, uh, a very good effect and if, if we're ever going to become united at all this is what is required okay all right, we got you. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks What's for required is respect for right. other people's opinions without calling them names or insulting Well, them. and I think to a certain extent we used to do that. You know, you've, you've been a citizen under numerous Democratic presidents, and you accepted it and respected the presidency. You may have argued, you know, against some policies or decisions or things. Well, I thought Lyndon Johnson did some things that really needed to be done. Cindy, you get 60 seconds. Thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark. First of all, I want to say I'm thrilled to death that the COVID emergency is over. And <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? I'm surprised that there isn't greater jubilation everywhere. You know, it's been a real trial for all of us for the last two years. And we should, I can't believe they aren't, you know, putting up balloons and uh, having ticker tape parades. It's funny, my lovely bride <laughs> called from work and pulled down the mask and said, what? <laughs> We're still wearing and a then mask. And the news here. yesterday was 130 people died in Pennsylvania last week. So, oh, but, you know, we're done. But other than that. Well, that that doesn't mean they died of COVID. That just means no, that they means may have been COVID positive when they died. That's okay, fair enough. Two different things. Um, but clearly, the world doesn't think there's a COVID emergency anymore. Thousands of them gathered in London to bid farewell to the Queen. 2,000 leaders and dignitaries went into Westminster Abbey. I watched. I didn't see many a mask. President Biden and his wife certainly weren't masked when they went in. Uh, I didn't see any of the people that were conducting the ceremony masked. So obviously, by observation, people don't believe that this is as great an emergency as it was two years ago. And I think we ought to rethink our response to it. In what regard? 
<clears throat> I think we ought to lighten up on all the restrictions that have been put into place. I think we ought, I do think that we ought to take a look at those regulations that were suspended for the last two years. And, you know, my, my yard didn't open up and our house fall into a great pit. So I'm assuming those regulations really aren't important and we should get rid of them. All right, gotcha. That's what I think. We've, if you can test your hypothesis, what could be better? We've tried to live without those regulations, and did the world come to a, an abrupt and shattering end? No. So maybe we don't need those regulations after all. We've well, got a super spreader event to yeah. say goodbye. All right. There's a great article on NPR reacting to the, the bureaucracy, reacting to President Biden's statement, and they're pretty bent out of shape with him. They had big plans for conning the American <laughs> people out of 22 billion more dollars and this has apparently endangered this free student loan thing because that declaration on his part and the regulations that are going to hang on it are contingent upon there being a health emergency right. and there according to his own words uttered on national television oops it's all there isn't one <laughs> right. oops <laughs> which we should all be happy about right yeah okay thank that you. should be wonderful <laughs> so why then is the government tearing its hair out and going no no don't be saying that thank you so much cindy thank, thank for you calling gentlemen it. as long as biden is president the primary thing every day will be clean up on aisle three <laughs> <laughs> all right 1-800-795-9565 is just like his uh, just forgive me, but just like his his saying that we would go to war with China to support Taiwan, and then they're walking that back saying, our policy hasn't changed. All right, 1-800-795-9565 will take some speedy dialers. I want to tell you about, I told you about a Bronco at the beginning of the show. I'm going to tell you about an even smaller one that's a lot of fun to drive around and very much liked by Consumer Reports. It is the Bronco Sport. And now, basically, if you drive it, you're going to say, hey, wait, this is a lot like the Escape that we used to have. And it is true, but it is the square, boxy, rugged-looking, higher, uh, uh, what do you want to say, higher clearance, four-wheel drive version. And it comes with a couple of different motors. One of the smaller motors is 181 horsepower, three-cylinder, which gets your gasoline mileage into the 30s. So uh, team that up with a turbocharger, and you can still get at about 200-some horsepower. That's more than your mower, but far less than the full-size Broncos from the 1970s and 80s. But I'll tell you what, fantastic vehicle, the Bronco Sport. You can't pay more than $35,000 for one, and you can get 30 miles to the gallon. So it could be the vehicle for you. It is available, as all of the vehicles are that are available at the Sunbury Motor Company, at the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, it is at sunburymotors.com. They would just love to do business with you at the Sunbury Motor Company company. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Speaking of the Queen's funeral, I saw reports that Biden used his motorcade to attend instead of the bus other world leaders used. Is that true? Well, he didn't use a motorcade. He used the beast. He was right, allowed to bring the beast. the beast. And several leaders had their own vehicles. Did there. they? Well, it wasn't yeah. just him? I thought it was just him. Yeah, Macron I'm used his limo, which is not like the beast. It's smaller. The be beastie. And one <laughs> other person was on their own limo, but everybody else was on the, the bus. bus. Okay. Uh, let's see. The plea bargain agreements by lazy DAs is the problem with the justice system. The criminals don't pay a price for their serious crimes. And elevate their homes? Really? You think Obama could elevate his multi-million dollar mansion on elitist Martha's Vineyard? And then, boy, Chris sure gets his knickers in a twist when he's called out in his falsehoods. And Chris, where's your proof what uh, the illegals were told when they got on the plane? Is the mainstream media your proof? You lose. And oh, Chris, you just can't handle the hypocrisy of the left. Martha's Vineyard has signs saying they are welcoming to illegals until they actually show up. <laughs> One more. And the McConnell is invested in China because his wife is Chinese and her family has a shipping company there. Chris, he, his equivalent to Biden in that regard. Or Chris Hers. Yes? No, he's equivalent to Biden in that regard. There we go. And you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Hey, I appreciate Cindy's call on COVID-19. Uh, Cheryl Atkinson did a study, uh, it's way over a year ago, and she found that matter how you died, if you had COVID-19, it was put under a COVID-19 death. And she's had actual cases and proved her point. So that was part of the deception of how many people were actually dying of COVID-19, a great deception on the American people. Well, didn't we and it, earlier in the fact that if you die from COVID-19, it's, it's not that. You, it causes you to be able to not breathe or it gives you pneumonia or some other ailment. But this were cases where people, uh, one case was a suicide, a suicide and a, a gentleman, I should call him a gentleman, a guy killed his girlfriend. They both had COVID-19, but the death was put under COVID-19, and that's not what killed them. It was a suicide murder, and that's part of the deception, what why they were deceiving us, you, you can figure it out. I figured it out. But a lot of, I think, if you're, you can understand, we were being greatly deceived under this COVID-19. And the mask that we were, were quote-unquote, required to wear cloth did absolutely nothing to prevent COVID-19 spread or protect us. It was a great deception on, on the American people. And, you know, I still see people I, with cloth masks going out there now and then to this day, and they won't do it. That don't do them a bit of good. The only mask that would would be an N95. That, that would help somewhat if you were worried about disease, any flu, influenza, any influenza, that would help. But how many of us want to walk around the rest of our life with an N95 mask on? I do, sir. I got to go. Thank you, sir. Yep, okay. you guys. All right, upper right. Oh. Uh, are we out of time? Yeah, we're just we're out of time. Out okay. of time.